0: Hi, Kevin McDonald here I've been a property investor now for over 19 years I've built up a multi-million pound property portfolio using creative property investment techniques right now I'm inside a two-bedroom apartment that I own in a block of 30-floor flats and I want to talk to you about the property market right now whether it's going to crash and what you should do rent or buy so first things first is the market going to crash should you rent or buy? I keep getting asked this question on a daily basis and there's a lot of people scared out there. There's a lot of people who are unsure about what they should do. So let's talk about the imminent property crash. Over the last few years, the property prices have gone up significantly, probably about 10% a year over the last two to three years. Property values have risen massively, way above the cost of affordability of many, many people then we are in a property cycle. A lot of people talk about the 18 year cycle. The 18 year cycle does not land on 18 years. And even if it did, The last crash was 2007-8. We're now heading into 22-23, so we're around year 15. So some people are predicting that there's still three years left in the cycle. No, because it's 18-year cycle is not 18 years. A crash can happen at any time. The crash of 07 happened because banks were over-lending. There was a financial problem the the crash that will happen now the crash that we're beginning to see the start of is for for totally different reasons is for the pandemic from the wars from um the cost of living crisis from everything that's been happening over the last two to three years brexit don't forget brexit all of this has had an impact on the market an impact on affordability interest rates are going up because of inflation and it is going to force property prices down. It has to because people cannot afford the interest rates. There's people coming to the end of fixed rate mortgages. Around 1.8 million people in 2023 are coming to the end of a fixed rate mortgage. They will go to a standard variable rate and about 4% above that standard variable rate. That could be 10 plus percent. And if the market has dropped, they could likely be a negative equity and there will be mass repossessions. That is my prediction. This is what's going to happen. It happened in 2008. The thing is, most people are shying away from reality. Most people are not seeing what happened in the past. They weren't around, they weren't investing, they weren't buying homes. They were still in school in the early 2000s, in 2005, 6, 7, 8, as we headed towards that crash. 0567 was very similar to 2019, 2021, 20, It was a boom, 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 followed by a drop. Now here is the thing, should you, Sell up now, get rid of everything. No, I'm still buying. I'm still buying properties. We purchased this property this year. We're purchasing more deals. We're still looking because professional property investors will buy property in every market. The amateur is trying to time the market. You can't time the market. There's no point selling everything and hoping to get back in at a higher price. What if you're what if you time it wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if the market does survive another couple of years? What if it? does recover and continue to go up again, then you've got it wrong. You can make money when the market's going up. You can make money when the market's going down. You can make money when the market's flat. You should not be selling. You should always be looking to buy. Now, a lot of people are fearful about the interest rates. They're going up, up, up right now. The reality is the base rate as I'm recording this is still 2.25%. By the time you watch this, it might be 2.5, 2.75, it might even be three. Even if it goes to 3.5%, 4%, it is still historically low compared to interest rates in the 90s, interest rates in the mid 2000s, that is historically low interest rates. The problem is most people got used of unrealistic low rates, 0.1%, 0.25%, anything less than 1% is ridiculously low, it's abnormally low. And, but the reality is over the last 10 to 15 years, people that were teenagers in the 2000s are now in their 30s and just expected that low interest rates are the norm. No, they are not i nearly went bust in the 2007s by having bought off plan abroad in the early 2000s and had to deal with the 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 effects of all of that and ended up in over a hundred grand of debt So I've built my business over the last few years to make sure that I'm recession proof, to make sure that that cannot happen to me again. But not everybody has been planning their business for high rates. Most people were being gambling on the low rates, hoping and expecting that the rates will always stay low. They won't. 2.25% is historically low, the rates we've got right now. And if people cannot afford rates of 2.25%, if they cannot afford today's rates, then their business was built on quicksand. Here is the ability and the opportunity for you. There's loads of techniques you can use to protect yourself when you've got rates going up to make sure you don't lose your property. You could put tenant buyers in, so there's no voids, no maintenance, no management fees, meaning you can create that cushion to protect yourself. But here's the real win. You can be getting more deals, more millionaires, more billionaires are created when the market goes down than are ever created when the market's going up. Loads of people panicking about interest rates going up. Loads of people panicking about the house prices Dropping. this brings massive opportunity if you were willing to buy a property three weeks ago three months ago for a higher price than they're going to be in three months time surely the three months time price is an opportunity not a problem because you can get into the property market for less money the rates will sustain themselves the rates will balance out the rates will come back because what will happen is they'll go up to get the country to get in what will happen is rates will go up to stop the inflation. Once we stop the inflation, once we get inflation back under control at around the 2% long-term target, then we, you will find we are in a serious recession because when you increase interest rates, when you do that to the economy, you slow it down and you create a recession. This is what the plan will be to get out of the recession. It will be cut interest rates cut the interest rates to stimulate the economy to get it going again. So my prediction is you're gonna see a sharp spike in interest rates, and then you're gonna see them come back down again. Now if you look at what used to be LIBOR has now been replaced with something called SONIA. Now if you look at SONIA and what's called the swap rates in the market, they're swap rates that the banks use, the lenders have got a lower swap rate on five year finance than on two year, so you could take a two year mortgage today and pay more for it than a five year mortgage. why five seven ten plus year products are cheaper than two to three year products. Very simple because the banks because the central banks have got confidence in long term low rates they build they want to lock you into five seven ten year products knowing that they will make more money from that long term so they're making the two years expensive the three years expensive to incentivize people to take the long-term product because if you tie yourself into a five seven ten year product at six six and a half percent and then rates drop down and you could have got a mortgage at four percent at four and a half percent then you are going to be losing the banks if you look at the long-term swap rates are are very confident that rates will come back down so short-term spike Then back down again, that's my prediction over the next 18 months to 2 years. So should you rent or buy? Personally, from my opinion, you should always buy. You will hear people talk about rent, 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 right? Here's the thing, they're not, in my opinion, really doing the numbers. Yes, you can rent. The cost of rent, okay, you could sell your home and go into rental. I know somebody who did this in the early 2000s in London, Holloway Road, London, sold a property because they wanted to get out of the market in around 2004 and get back in when the property prices came down. They sold a house for three, 400 grand in Holloway Road area of London. That property properties today are worth over a million quid. They never got back in the market they're still renting because you cannot time the market. You c- It's about time in the market, not time in the market. Now you could rent your own home so you can live in a home in a certain area and then use your money to buy, buy, to let's. But here's the reality of the UK property market if you are renting your own home you're missing out on the capital growth you're missing out on the ability to add value to your own home you're missing out on all of the benefits of home ownership in the UK it's a different market Americans talk a lot about rent don't buy and then some English people piggyback off the back of it and go oh rent don't buy they are not following their own trusted gut. They're not following their own fundamentals. They're not following the UK fundamental property market. They're following some American who doesn't understand how the UK market works. How residential in America works is completely different how it works in the UK. We're a small island. They're a major nation. Prices don't fluctuate as much over there as they do here. It's completely different property market. You cannot take a thought process from America and land it in the UK. You gotta understand your local market. For instance, this two bedroom apartment I'm in right now. If you were to rent this, it's gonna cost you five nine five six hundred quid a month to buy it the purchase price would be about a hundred grand to buy this flat now if you buy this hundred grand flat and you take a mortgage on it your mortgage you might pay 600 quid a month for a repayment mortgage you could rent this at 600 quid a month for the next 10 years or you could buy it and pay 600 quid a month for the next 10 years on a repayment mortgage and you would only owe after 10 years Probably if you, if you took out a 90 grand mortgage 10 years in, you might only owe 60. So you've got a house that probably gone up in value to 120 grand, maybe 125 grand. You only owe 60, you're getting a double win. You're paying the mortgage down and you're benefiting from the capital growth. And even if it doesn't go up in value, if it stays where it is, and you're paying the mortgage down, you got a 100 grand property with a 60 grand mortgage. If you're renting it, you've got dead money, you got no equity, you don't have the equity. If the market crashes and you buy a 100 grand property and it drops 25% to 70, well you still only have a 60 grand mortgage after 10 years on a 70 grand property, you're still winning. So no matter what way you look at it, if you do the fundamental numbers of if the market crashes, if the market goes up, either way, you're paying down the debt. Rent dead money and I'm an investor. I rent money to people if you're what What do they I don't and I'm an investor. I rent properties to people if you're one of my tenants You should be buying I'm telling you you should be buying but I don't mind. I'll tell my tenants I use tenant buyers. I make some of my tenants the buyers of the houses I give them the opportunity to buy my homes because they should be buying And you might be watching this going, well, the reason it's cheaper to buy over rent is because landlords are charging way too much money for the rent. Well, here's the reality. Banks, right, you can blame the landlord all you like, but banks will give a mortgage to an owner-occupier, right, an owner-occupier, a family mortgage on this same house. If I buy this and I live in it, my mortgage will be about 3% a year cheaper than if I buy it and rent it to somebody else. Now why? Why is it that mortgages, nobody ever questions the banks, it's always landlord bash. Why is it that this property to a tenant, right by having it as a buy to let, should cost a landlord 3% more? Why is it that if a landlord buys it in their personal name and has to pay additional tax because they bought it personally, they can get a lower mortgage than if they buy it in a limited company. It's the same property, it's the same place, it's still two bed, it's the same value. Why are the interest rates different? Whether it be a personal homeowner, an investor who buys in their personal name, or an investor who buys in a limited company. The government forced investors into limited companies and the banks charged them high interest rates. That means the investors have to charge more rent. If investors were getting mortgages at the same rate as family homeowners, they could slash the rents. They're not doing high rents for any other reason than the banking system, the government, are forcing them to do it. Simple. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin MacDonald, you've been amazing. See you next week.